Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, joined as always by Cornbread. Cornbread uh, coming at the fans this week with a very heavy heart. The sports world lost one of a idol, uh, one of the biggest sports uh, icons that I can remember ever growing up. Uh, obviously referring to the Calabasas uh, helicopter tragedy this past Sunday that took the lives of Kobe Bryant, uh, Gigi Bryant, and, of course, seven others. So we here at the ASWF would like to pass our condolences on to the families of those affected, and we will have a moment of silence for the memories of Kobe, Gigi, and the other seven. Well, Cornbread, this Saturday night we get down to business. Uh, oh, yeah. The show, a lot of things happening and a lot of uh, news to get to. So let's get started, including another embarrassing moment in which Ricky Rowland called me out to the ring, shook my hand. And then proceeded to pull the rug out from underneath me and award the commissionership to sensational Sarah, of all people. Mm. I'm still sick about it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. As far as, I did not see this coming at all. 
and you know, I I do want to ask that, that I know you 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 still a little bit peeled about the situation, but let's let's try to be a little professional here and try to progress forward because I know for a fact um, you are involved in the majority of the whole entire night throughout the whole throughout the whole night last week. You're absolutely right about that. And the big news coming up for Saturday is this. And, you know, that's not the only reason why I am PO'd. I'm about to drop some news here on uh, ASWF Aftermath that there will be two matchups this Saturday night. Okay. The ASWF Board of Directors has seen fit to change some things around. Uh, the series for control of the ASWF will now be spread out over two shows. That's starting this Saturday night and, of course, concluding at Heartbreak on the 15th. And the two matches that will occur this Saturday night will be the Suicide King Ray Ray versus D-Mike. A little rematch from last year. And Asa Morta versus Tyler Knight. I am not happy about this. I was not consulted about this. I did not agree to this. I am being forced to do this. I'm doing this under duress. Corbett, I'm going to be honest with you. For the first time since this all started. I'm a little shaken by all this. Uh, you know, it went from me only having to defeat Rock and Ricky Rowland twice in the best of four series to now it's a best of five series. I have to beat him three times. Well, hey, you know, Mike, Mike, maybe you need to try to give yourself a little bit of encouragement here. You know, you kind of see this as almost. Cornbread, don't don't get me wrong. Not that I don't think we can win. I am confident in my guys. I have superior talent on my side. Then you got nothing to worry about. But, Cornbread, it's the Manai. The scariest, you got everything to worry about. The scariest, uh, most intimidating trio to ever be formed inside of the ASWF. And I mentioned it. I don't know if you saw the drop before we went live here as it plays on Facebook and then live at the arena, at the Valiant Arena before the show. But as I said last mm. night, Talking to the fans, addressing the fans. These guys beat you before you step in the ring with them. And while I'm optimistic and know that we will prevail because we are the righteous, right individuals that we are, I'd lie to you, Cornbread, if I didn't say that as we drew closer 48 hours before this event. I don't have a little bit of a pit in my stomach. Well, 
I mean, I understand why you have a, a, a pit in your stomach. It's because, you know, number one, it's a Manai. And the Manai scares any and everybody. I mean, literally, I mean, they are the masters of intimidation. But you have to you have to kind of look at it on your side of things. Brandon, I know I know you probably quote unquote are supremely confident. That's bottom line. You you went into this whole whole ordeal supremely confident. And now when you ended up finding out that it was a Manai, even though your boys tried to your family I should say, tried to encourage you, you still even now, talking right now. You still kind of—I mean, you're you're fighting right now, and it's almost to the point where you're kind of almost getting close to losing sleep. Am I right or wrong? I mean, I got the I got the acknowledgement, uh, the facts over this morning to my desk, and uh, I immediately called my captain, the ASWF champion, the original misfit Josh Crossan. You know, I, there will be some lost sleep tonight. Uh, there's going to be some strategy that we have to uh, rethink. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, Cornbread, I, that's what it's about. Who's going to make the adjustments at the right time? And I can't ask for a better captain and a better team to lead into this hostile takeover of the ASWF to return it to its once former glory and to get the ASWF back on the right track, Carnahan's ASWF, if you will. Well, well, Mike, Mike, let me, let me jump, let me insert myself here into this whole, into this whole mixture here. ASWF is still the hottest thing going right now, regardless of who's in charge. But it can be bad. That's number, well, well, that's number one. Number two, Maybe you ought to start listening to that encouragement Josh Cross is giving you, because if because I mean, let's really be realistic here. Who knows more about the ASW history between myself and you? That will be you. You've been there mm-hmm. longer. You've seen the matches. You've seen the rivalries. You've seen the rivalries and all between Josh Cross and, and the Manai, and you see a whole lot of different factors. Think about last year with Ray, you know, with the tools I came, Ray Ray and D Mike, one of my match of the year candidates, right before the ultimate winner. I mean, really think about it. Who knows or dies more than the champion? So maybe you ought to take his advice and maybe take his encouragement because if you literally walk into this whole situation, to where it could be a quote-unquote possible outside takeover, if you're looking on trying to rule the planet and you're trying to rule the planet scared, the Manai will walk right over you guys. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Cornbread. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I am still supremely confident. My guys will walk out victorious. I have the 2019 Wrestler of the Year, D-Mike. I have Tyler Knight, and I have the most dominant ASWF champion in the history the now almost 21-year history of this organization. So don't get me wrong. I know that we will prevail. I just know that there will be some some tight moments that we would have we will have to get through. 
Uh, Pamela Roach, I'm not on. I, I'm not on a soapbox right now. I'm just speaking truth to you, the fans. If I have to break it down to your education level, I will. But here's the thing. My guys are about to go to war. And I, unlike you, the fans, actually care about my guys. I care about what D-Mike, what Tyler Knight, and what Josh Cross are going to have to go through to bring home this victory and to bring home the ASWF into my control. That's just the fact of the matter. There will be casualties in war, Cornbread. That's why I'm nervous, because there will be casualties. And you know we're going to talk. And you know we're going to talk about that coming up here in just a few moments. But you know, let's get into the night, as we say. Um, Absolutely. We kicked it off with. We kicked it off with. Uh, let's just say an impromptu three-way match between, well, the sensual shooter, and yes, I am using FCC language here. The sensual shooter William Blackwell, the pretty boy Matt Odom, and the big man K. Toomer. And what did I say before about K. Trimmer? He ain't playing around. He's all business. And yeah, he ended up with the win um, in that three in that three way match. But um, what what were your thoughts going? What were your thoughts about the whole situation? And I know how you feel about K. Trimmer, but let's keep this on a professional level, will you? Well, you know, I did. I kept my eye on this contest. You know, I'm a big fan of an individual in that contest, the pretty boy, Matt Odom. The guy shows a lot of potential. The guy's one of the best that we have on the roster right now. And, yes, I will say, I was impressed with the big man, K. Toomer. Everybody is impressed with the big man, K. Toomer. But with that being said, Toomer went out there and won a matchup. He's still got a long way to climb his way out of the hole that he is in right now before he can even think about possibly getting into some contendership. Like I said, though, we're skipping over people to spotlight the more aesthetically pleasing big man. You're talking about the pretty boy, Matt Odom. You're talking about a guy who, let's be honest, could have won that contest. I mean, did you see him pick up the big man K Trimmer for that Samoan trip? Oh, yeah, he picked him up. He picked him up multiple times. Exactly. That should have been ball game right there. Then you go to look but, at the sensual shooter, William Blackwell, who's really, you know, had a had a you know change of situation here recently. Uh, the situation is. The fact that, you know, he, he he's become this William Blackwell that's become more true to himself, he's told me. So very impressive what he's been able to accomplish. But yet again, he's just another guy that got beat by Josh Cross. That's the thing I look at when I look at the SWS, uh, you know, these guys that are in contention for titles and these guys that are getting options, things like that, is there's the guy, my three, my trifecta, and then there's everybody else. Now, that's a lot of confidence because there is a lot of impressive individuals inside of the ASWF, but 
I'm just saying I got the cream of the crop waiting for heartbreak. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, if you notice, towards the, towards the end of the contest, and, of course, I, I know Blackwell and Odom um, have their, you know, their quote-unquote beef and their quote-unquote reasons for um, that match ending the way that it did because it did. It did end uh, under controversial circumstances, but nevertheless, and I know we're not going to get into that right now, but nevertheless, K. Trimmer continues to win. And right now, he gets a few more wins. He'll be, he'll be back in that championship contention, no questions asked. But speaking of God, impromptu, go ahead. Trimmer has a lot of victories before he impresses me enough to put him in title contention. And yes, Cornbread, I am knowing that I will be the person making that determination here before too long. But with that being said, uh, you know, Tumor, I mean, hats off to him. Once again, a very impressive physical specimen, but a man who's gotten too many opportunities already. Time to let somebody else step up. Continue, Cornbread. Well. Well, well, speaking well, speaking of which, you know, you talk about opportunities. How about a curveball that was thrown to us in our next contest, which was originally scheduled to be a non-title match between Josh Cross and the Suicide King Ray Ray, renewing that rivalry. But ASWS threw in a curveball that none of us knew about, and I didn't even know it at the table. Because, I mean, I was ready to introduce the matchup, and all of a sudden, lights go out, music hits, and look who walks out. The return of Cody Only, one of the label social deviants. And then and that know, ended up becoming a three-way. And you know, that's just about apropos for what happens in the ASWF under Ricky Rowland and now the sensational Sarah Kay administration. We get the odds stacked against us because we have superior talent. But you know what? At the end of the day, it all worked out for the best. You know, of course, Rock and Ricky would want to put your ASWF champion, the most dominant ASWF champion, had a disadvantageous place right before he stepped in to heartbreak, where he would be pulling for the good guys and on the good guys' team against, you know, whoever the board of directors determines he uh, wrestled on that night. And then, of course, you had Ray Ray. Ray Ray got an excellent warm-up opportunity for his matchup this Saturday night with D-Mike by stepping in the ring with the ASWF champion. And then there's the wild card. Cody only makes his return to the ASWF. And Cornbread, you can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, saying that they didn't have an in for us. But let's be honest. All you saw that whole matchup was Ray Ray and Cody only teaming up against the ASWF champion, trying to soften them up. Well, I, well, I, well, I know you. I know well, you probably are a little bit partial. Now there were moments in that match where that double team did happen, but there were also moments that you cannot forget that even Cody only. 
and Ray Ray went after each other because you know as well as I do, those two have a big-time history. And I mean a long, long, long history. And, you know, after everything was said done, and, and bottom line, I, I really wanted to see a winner out of, out of those three competitors because it was really that great of a matchup. But we did not see a winner out of that matchup, and the match was ruled in no contest. Why? Why Why are we disappointed? We all know Josh Cross would have ended up winning, but, you know, the trifecta watches each other's back. And, you know, the thing is with that being said, Cornbread, they were just tired of seeing the unfairness continue. So, you but know, also, they left the playing field, so to speak. But you cannot forget about that other track that they call the Manah. And I know I know we talked about that at the top of the show. Um as as far as far as all that's concerned. For the rest of the night we will not refer to that word, that group's name for the rest of the night. I've got I've got I've I've gotta get ready for this Saturday night. Hey So pretty much so Don't pretty much that. last okay. night, each of them I was going to, yeah, <sighs> do it. <sighs> and now I got the big man, K Tuber, commenting in the comment section. He said, you must be trying to get laid out in the McDonald's parking lot with your pockets turned out. I haven't said much, but don't forget who and what I am. And I don't think I've been disrespectful. I'm just saying I'm here to level the playing field and give everybody an opportunity. And Tuber, you got your opportunity. Okay. Man, I got to watch. Calm down. Well, calm down, calm down, Mike. You're about to have a, you're about to, you're about to have yourself a, another nightmare. All right. As we move on. To a Legends match, which I'm, I don't think you're, quote, unquote, probably, I know you probably have something to say about this one, but um, I guess you call this a Legends triple threat match that, bottom line, ended up kind of backfiring. And that is the one and only Dirty Little Dave made his return to the Valley Arena. Dirty Little Dave, loose cannon. And Hambon Pedro, and bottom line, these three legends. Well, you want to talk about double teaming? Yeah, it was a whole lot of teamwork between Dirty Little Dave and Hambon Pedro. That was until, well, Bone came into effect, and we all know two bones don't make a right. And Loose Cannon ended up walking out the win. But what are your thoughts on that matchup between? Three of ASWS legends. Man, I tell you what, it's just a, uh, it's just yet another situation where these guys get an opportunity. Just like I said, I'm all about opportunity. These guys get an opportunity to come and show their stuff on the big stage once again. Dirty Little Dave, I believe, should have pulled out the victory. I believe he had the superior game plan, but Hambo and Pedro, uh, yeah, a little miscommunication, and Hambo and Pedro was able to pull out the victory. 
Uh, well, that'd be a, that's loose cannon. Or excuse me, yes, loose cannon was able to pull out the victory, and you know, good on him. Yet another situation where backfire of uh, teaming up backfires. It's uh, about all I really have to say about that matchup, Cornbread. Continue. Well, I was going to say, well, I was going to throw this question at you. Do you think mm-hmm. that even with this Legends match that we had here, and, of course, we'll get to another one coming up, coming up towards our main event here, don't you kind of think that this little matchup is almost like a precursor to say, oh, we have a Hall of Fame coming up in the month of April? I mean, very well could be. I mean, I believe uh, Dirty Little Dave is actually a ASWF Hall of Famer, but... The way, so. my, the way I'm plotting out my calendar, looks like I may very well be uh, choosing the inductees this year as the ASWF owner. So, yeah. I mean, I'd certainly give these guys a look. They've accomplished a lot in the ASWF's many years. But, you know, I'd have to ask them to retire first. No. Of course, that, that that remains to be seen as we move forward to our next matchup. And let's just say two it's two stories almost kind of combined into one on this one. And that is, of course, Cataclysm, Ace of Mortar. Not going to say the real name because I don't want to give you any nightmares or anything. Cataclysm, Ace of Mortar against Luke Justice. And how about this one? Insane shame. Now, previous, it was crazy and Luke Justice against another variation of a team, and they they didn't get the job done. Now, it's Luke Justice and Insane Shane with DJ, and now they're going against Cataclysm and Ace of Mortar? You're right about that. You know, the interesting thing about this, yes, the returning insane Shane, but let's talk about the real story here. Number one, Cataclysm and Ace of Morta picking up the victory. Good on them. Good on them, picking up some momentum, heading into this gigantic series for control of the ASWF. But the real story, in my opinion, let's give Luke Justice some justice. Let's give Luke Justice a tag team partner if you're going to put him in a tag team matchup that can carry his weight. You know, a lot of people I've seen bashing Luke Justice for what he did after this contest. And you know what? I do not blame Luke Justice. And the reason for that being Luke Justice is a competitor. And that's what you have to be to succeed in this world. Luke Justice will tell you that. And Luke Justice has been to the mountaintop. Remember, it wasn't that long ago at our Christmas show that Luke Justice defeated the three individuals that I will go into war against, for lack of a better term. Luke Justice makes a good point in the comments section. They beat Shane. They never beat Luke Justice. As far as I'm concerned, Luke Justice 
is still undefeated against that unnamed tag team. Go ahead. Well, well, I'll, well, I'll say this. You know, it's almost as if Luke Justice has had bad luck with tag team situations here because, one, you know, I mean, do not leave out the fact that even though he does have a victory over them and I at that Christmas show, please do not leave out the fact that he had a tag team partner. Then, in a tag team title match, which it was supposed to be in Luke Justice and his original tag team partner, nothing was there. Insert a new tag team partner. And guess what? That tag team partner, along with DJ, literally just left Luke Justice high and dry. Then, come up to last week, where it was, well, bottom line, it, it was just a regular tag team match. This time it's the same Shane. And right when Cataclysm and Ace Morta got the win, Luke Justice was like, okay, why am I having such bad luck in the tag team division? Because that's what I feel right now at this point. It's the partners. Luke Justice did exactly what Luke Justice needed to do. He dropped the dead weight, the guy who lost the matchup in St. Shane, and he's better for it, in my opinion. Yeah, but but here's my question. Where does this leave insane Shane at the moment, and where does this leave DJ at the moment? You know, you make a good point, and Luke Justice comment says it doesn't matter if I'm with a partner or I'm alone. I'll beat them weirdos again and again, obviously referring to the un, uh, unnamed tag team that we were referring to. I mean, Lou Justice, you know, it, the question is, they defeated Insane Shane, a guy who, I mean, this is a guy who thinks he can take a vacation whenever he wants, come back, and be right back into the thick of things as far as competition, be right back into ring shape, as it were, and he learned a unfortunate lesson this past Saturday night, losing to the Manai, a guy who is ultra-talented, but a guy who wasn't ready, apparently, this Saturday night, and unfortunately, it cost Luke Justice, and Luke Justice had to take matters and punishment into his own hands. Well, speaking of, um, you know, catching people off guard here, well, how about this next contest that literally caught everybody off guard, but it did not catch a champion off guard, except for right at the end. And what I'm talking about is the Evolution Championship picture. Originally, this was supposed to have been a four-way non-title matchup between Steve-O, Troy Twain, Justin Benson, and Giggles. But the champ Steve-O literally said, you know what, forget this. I'm going to put my title on the line. So, that's what happened. It was an impromptu matchup for the Evolution Championship. Giggles, Troy Twain, Justin Vincent, all challenging Steve for the Evolution Championship. And let's just say a whole lot of interactions and all of that kind of reared their heads into this one. 
Christian Cross. Christian Cross came in and attacked Heisman before the match even could start. Like, well, well, actually, that was during. Actually, that was during that match, Mike. Okay, I apologize, but absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I well, I don't understand that, it. Giggles, mm-hmm. you cost him championship gold. This guy is obviously out of his mind, Christian Cross. This guy has lost his mind, and you're going to provoke him even further? Not smart strategy, in my opinion. Go ahead, Cornbread. Well, I was going to say, well, well, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, just, just on this one match alone, because we had a whole lot of stories that literally kind of spiraled off into one matchup. Giggles and Chris Cross renewed their rivalry on the outside. How about Daniel Vincent showing up at ringside and Justin Vincent took his eyes off the championship pitcher and soared, soared all the way out to Daniel, and those two renewed their rivalry on the outside as well. Let's talk about that for a moment. But guess what, Cornbread? Daniel Vincent accomplished what he wanted to. Justin Vincent isn't your evolution champion, is he? You know what? Daniel Vincent remained a thorn in Justin's side until Justin does the right thing. And you know, and you also have and you also have to say and you also have to say the same thing as far as Giggles and Chris Cross is concerned, because Giggles didn't walk out the champion, did he? You're right about that, but I think uh, Christian Cross is going to learn a very valuable lesson, and that's not to mess with the crazy man. Well, I'll tell you somebody else that learned a lesson, and that was the Evolution Champion, because right after he scored that win over the everyday challenger, Tor Twain, out came one Gary and Tear, and bottom line, you want to talk about making a statement? He made that statement loud and clear, and he and bottom line, Steve-O is the man that he wants for the Evolution Championship. You're absolutely right about that, and that's what I love about this. Gary and Tear stepping up. That's what I want to see. I want to see people step up when this playing field gets even after heartbreak, and I become the owner of the ASWF, the unquestioned owner, the un biased owner of the ASWF. It's what I want to see. I want to see these young guys step up and take their rightful spot. Gary and Tear is the first man to show me something in quite some time outside of my trifecta. He has a killer instinct, and I absolutely love it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Those two have a whole lot to gamble over when it comes to the Evolution Championship. And speaking of titles, and um, you know, speaking of focus and all that, and I know, I know you had, had a hand. I know you had, you had a little bit of a hand in this one because <laughs> it's Excalibur. It, yeah, it's Excalibur defending the tattoo titles against Hollow Knight and D Mike. Mm-hmm. He was he he signed the contract. We weren't going to give up our title shot. I mean, but, the guy was 
weather, obviously. He couldn't make it. He wasn't reliable enough as your tag team champion to make his contractually obligated appearance. Well, What's that then, about then your, let me... The professionalism of your tag then, team champion? Mm-hmm. Then, then let me bring up this point. Well, let me bring up this point, Mike, since you're since you're going along with that. When one partner didn't show up for his tag team title match, also same situation here. Who retained and who didn't? Vincent Brothers or Excalibur? Excalibur retained. Vincent Brothers did not. Excalibur retained because the aforementioned unnamed group decided to present themselves into a situation that didn't necessarily involve them. See, right now, the 2019 Wrestler of the Year, D-Mike and Tyler Knight, should have a new accolade next to their names. They should be the current, the reigning, and the defending ASWF Tag Team Champions. And but the don't fact you kind of think it was a, it's ridiculous. But don't you kind of think it was a little bit of outside interference that cost you guys the tag team titles? And it was something on your guys' part? No. See, it was Ray Ray, it was Asa Morta, and it was Cataclysm that cost us well, the titles. Well, I mean, to victory. I mean, because it was a, it was a it was a it was a darn near riot. And, You're and, right. and the crazy thing was, and, and the crazy thing was, it took it took majority it took the almost the whole entire locker room just to try to keep you guys separate, just to try to keep everybody separate. You almost needed the National Guard in there. You're right, and you know once again that goes back to the Manai. I mean, Cataclysm, Ray Ray, and Asa Morta. It goes back to them, what they're willing to put their bodies and their careers and their lives through to come out victorious. And, you know, I, I we all got together afterwards, and Josh talked to the guys, and he said, he said, guys, we know what they're willing to do. Now the question is, and he pointed at each man in the chest and he said, what is in here? What are, you, what are you willing to do to make sure that we see out the plan that we formulated? See, it's not about me. It's not about Josh. It's not about D-Mike. It's not about Tyler Knight. It's not about any one man alone. It's about the common goal we have to level the playing field and make everything fair across the board for all. The ASWF wrestlers, cornbread, and I just well, I'm nervous, well, I'm, but I know mm-hmm. what we will fail because we are righteous and we are right in our beliefs. Go ahead, cornbread. Well, I was gonna ask, you know, I, I, I know the answer to this question, and perhaps you probably know the answer to this question because throughout the whole entire night, we've seen. Four champions, and we've seen three champions in action. 
No question about it. Two titles were decided. And two of the three and two in two of the three championship matches, or I say just those two championship matches, the champions held on to their titles. Bottom line going forward. I know the answer to this question. And my answer to this question is no. And that question is, is any champion in the ASWF safe? My answer is no. What's your answer? The Arch Cross is. But here's the thing. The target on the back of the Evolution Champion just got bigger by guarantee. And trust me, I know that business is not finished with the Tag Team Champions because they were lucky to walk out of the well. Excalibur was lucky to walk out of the Valiant Arena with the ASWF Tag Team Champions and those not being the possession of the 2019 Wrestler of the Year in Tyler Knight. Uh, but be something to keep your eye on. I'll let you know that. Yeah, yeah, but Mike, you have to admit the champion, the target on the champions back before we even talk about Gary here in our next segment, you have to know that the target, regardless of what happens in this war, you have to know that the target on Josh's on Josh Cross's head, back, or chest, you have to know it has is getting bigger and bigger and bigger because pretty much you have challengers from all top coming, and you don't know who could be showing up at the Valiant Arena attempting to try to get themselves, insert themselves inside the title mix, knowing that Josh Cross is a champion. Here's the thing, Cornbread, that I don't think you've quite grasped yet. Neither have these moronic fans that are commenting here to uh, MC and Luke Justice. Uh, the deal is, Buff Cross is the most dominant ASWF champion in the history of the business. That's not a catchphrase. That's not uh, bulletin board material. That's nothing but fact. So when I say that Josh Gross isn't worried, Josh Gross is supremely confident. It's because he is, and it's because he should be, because he has done something that few have been able to do. He's dominant. I mean, you got to think about it. How often have we seen Josh Gross lose since October? walking out the ASWF champion from Halloween Resurrection. A championship matchup he wasn't even in, but he had the smarts to uh, go ahead and step on in. And that was the night that I began my conversations and negotiations with my captain, the original misfit, Josh Cross. We'll see how well this pans out this Saturday, starting this Saturday night. Well, you know, we, you know, you talked about Gary here having this focus on uh, the Evolution Champion Steve-O, correct? You're right about that. But um, there was someone else that um, he needed to have his focus on, and that was um, ASWF Hall of Famer, that being one Reggie Montgomery, and. Let's just say it really it got hot and quick with those two individuals, especially 
some of the things that Tier said and the, the quote unquote response courtesy of Reggie Montgomery. Oh, here's and the deal with Bottom line, Tier gave Tier gave uh the ASWF Hall of Famer everything he could handle. But when he but two crucial mistakes led to Mr. Montgomery capitalizing and getting the win. Go right ahead. Here's the thing about Gary and Tier. Gary and Tier just needs a guiding force in his life, somebody to harness that energy. Gary and Tier is the most aggressive, physically gifted individual that I may have ever seen. The man is a two 250-pound ball of rage. And if we can get that harnessed, Gary and Tier won't be able to be stopped, and you'll be looking at your brand new ASWF Evolution Champion. Gary and Tier is a genius. Gary and Tier is a thinking man. But when Gary and Tier snaps, he doesn't think clearly. And that's the only thing that's holding him back a little bit of clear thought. Cornbread, I don't know if you agree on that or not. Well, I'm gonna take that one step further. Um, I, I think I think bottom line, not only is he a form, not only is he a future Evolution champion, I'll say he's a future ASWF heavyweight champion, in my opinion. And look how and you know, monster credit to the ASWF Hall of Famer Reggie Montgomery on uh, the Ebony Auto. He took advantage of the situation, and he literally taught Gary and Tier a lesson that night. But I think I think he got. I think bottom line, he earned Gary and Tier's respect because Gary Tier gave him all that he could handle. And when whenever Tier is focused, and we saw it uh, just last year, last decade, when he got focused to where. A championship or anything was on the line, he captured that championship just months into his debut at the ASWF. Just months into his debut. And now, I think he learned a very, very valuable lesson, you know, courtesy of Reggie Montgomery. But I think I don't look at that as a negative. I look at that as a positive because, bottom line, I say that serves him when it comes to challenging for the Evolution Championship. So, I mean, I would agree with that statement. I, the thing is here with Gary and Tier, he is one that we've never seen somebody ascend to the upper echelon of the ASWF as quickly as we've seen Gary and Tier. Very impressive. Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, maybe D-Mike, but, you know, the thing is here with this, Gary and when Gary and like I said, when Garyon's on, he's on. When Garyon's off, it could be an off night. Only thing he needs is a guiding force. You know, MC just said the rampage Garyon tier, and that's exactly what he is. When he goes into, when he goes into all this, he's a rampage. He can't be stopped. He's a juggernaut. So I think we both agree that 
I was going to say, I think we both agree that um, the only man that stopped the Gary and Tear is Gary and Tear at this point. I agree. I would agree with that. Gary and Tear is probably, Gary and Tear probably has the most upside of any of these young upstarts I've seen recently. Well, I I will say this. Go ahead. I will say that. I will say that this man has a unlimited potential. I'm very impressed with him. Go ahead, Cornbread. Well, I was, well, I was going to say, you know, we're on. You know, you, you know, you brought up early at the top of the show, um, us heading uh, this being the twenty starting the twenty first year of ASWF, and you know, we sincerely appreciate any and everyone's support throughout all the years. You know, whether you like some guys, whether you don't. Nevertheless, your continuous support literally helps keep us going. And what in being on the road to ASWF 21, which will happen in April, we have to get through to ASWF Heartbreak that will take place the day following Valentine's Day. You're absolutely right about that. And Cornbread, we're getting towards the bottom of the hour. Go ahead and give us your final thoughts as we head into, really, part one of Heartbreak this Saturday night as the series begins mm-hmm. for control of the ASWF. Go ahead and give the fans your final well, thoughts as we get ready to close this well, out. Well, well, I, well Ashley, um, let me throw that question to you for just a moment. And and, and I, want to, I want to get your thoughts you know, as we're heading towards this. Right before I voice my opinion. I want to get your thoughts on that, Mike. Okay. If you don't mind. Here's my thoughts. And I'm going to let you in my brain a little bit. 48 hours. Almost 47 hours before ASWF uh, this Saturday night where the series will culminate. Okay. Alfred, have you ever heard about a pitcher before the World Series? or a point guard before the NBA Finals begin. It's what, you know, I'm feeling right now. I know the plan's mm-hmm. there. I know the uh, I know the stage is set. Right. But, you know, everybody's got to play until they get hit in the mouth. And this Saturday night, we could very well get hit in the mouth. We could go down 0-1. could go down 0-2. And that would leave Ricky Rowland with just one more victory needed, heading into heartbreak. The thing about that well, is, I... mm-hmm. the thing about that is, I'm going to call it right now. While I'm nervous, cornbread, mm-hmm. Valentine, as you so appropriately put it. We will walk in that night up to Zip, and we will culminate the sweep at Heartbreak. We're not coming looking for a minor victory. We're coming looking for total domination, looking for the sweep. That's my final thought, as I encourage you all to be there this Saturday night, 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Be there. And tell your grandkids that you were there the night the Carnahan administration truly 
kicked off. Cornbread? Well, I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you want the, if you want to know the place to be at on Saturday nights, or if you're really looking for that one special attraction that you can just get behind, or just that one sporting event that you can attend to, make sure it's the Valiant Arena this Saturday night. Seven o'clock is the start time. Hey, uh, the doors open up at five thirty. The address is two hundred one Highway three sixty seven North. As Mike said. Right there is the legendary Valiant Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas. Folks, believe me when we tell you, this show ain't like other shows. Bottom line, this show will knock it out of the park. And you want you want us to you want us to prove it? How about you be there this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena for another another great week as we journey towards heartbreak. Inside of the two-week period. Until our next aftermath. For the voice of the ASWF, Mike Carnahan, and for our entire staff and everyone at All-Star Wrestling Federation. I'm Chris Honigan. We do indeed say to you, show love, give peace, and be an all-star. In the words of the late, great Lance Russell, we say to you, good night and bye-bye, everybody. Look out. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the track And I stop and I turn and I go for a ride And I get to the bottom and I see you again With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.